Hey everybody, welcome to our guest segment. That's if you're listening to us on our flagship station, KYAH Radio. If not, you're catching us in the first segment, so I need to tell you that my name is Dave Hodges, and I am the host of the Common Sense Show, and that's the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And I'll tell you, all of us better roll up our sleeves and get busy, because our country is hanging in the balance. All of you in America whether you meant to do it or whether you had a say in it or not, you have sold your future, your constitution, and your nation down the river for a mere $1,200 a piece. And I've written about that over on the Common Sense Show, and you might want to go check it out. Uh, we have a terrific guest, and we're going to be talking about these kinds of issues and more uh, with my friend and colleague, Paul Martin. And uh, Paul is from revolutionradio.org. And hopefully they'll be coming back online soon. And uh, Paul and I are going to talk about, well, we're going to start with the Hunger Games. But before we join Paul, we got to pay homage to some people who keep the lights on here at the Common Sense Show. Number one would be Noble Gold. And I'm no longer an advertiser for them. I'm an advertiser and a customer. I felt I had too high a percentage of my saved wealth, and I use the term wealth in quotes, in the bank. And I thought, well, if the bank goes down, uh, I'm pretty well screwed. So I went to Noble Gold. I talked to Colin, the owner, and I said, Colin, help me out here, buddy. I, I know I'm overexposed. He goes, oh, yeah, you are. And I said, well, give me some good consultation. And he said, well, I would do this. I'd do that. I'd do the other. And I thought about it for a day, called him back, says, absolutely, I'm on board. Let's get it done. And today I've got the peace of mind knowing that if our banks take a hit, I'll take a hit, but I won't take nearly as big a hit as I would have because I don't have all my eggs in one basket. They can do the same for you. They'll tailor make things. They'll give you no pressure to join what they do. Uh, they're friendly and they're on task, on point. They have the highest integrity. And uh, I have to tell you, I, I couldn't have made a better choice and that's why I'm proud to be advertising for them. To get a hold of them, you call 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. 646-5347. Now, something I need to tell you about. I am tired of being ripped off. We just had someone trying to upsell us and we changed garages on uh, where we took our newest vehicle because uh, we didn't like what was happening there. You know, all show and no go and upsell till you go to hell. And it was really bad. And so we have this thing called well, you know, it's called repairwithdave.com. It's called fixed, F-I-X-D, but we call it repairwithdave.com. And you plug it into the port of your car. It kind of works like a Fitbit. It syncs up with your phone and it tells you, hey, here's what's wrong with your car. Uh, this is about how much you can expect to pay to have it repaired. You do that before you take it in. And you go in, and by the way, you can save the report. And you get, uh, Joe, I want you to pay for my kid's orthodontics in the car repair shop. Oh, I think you need the rubberator in the Nubagita. You need to fix that. You don't even know what it is. How much will that be? Oh, $1,800. Uh-huh. Well, I got this little thing here that tells me that you're full of crap. And I'm taking my business elsewhere. We did a take your business elsewhere here recently. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, when you buy a used car, same thing. Even if you buy a fleet car, you want to put it through the same test. You want to make sure you're not getting the proverbial lemon in the batch, the bad apple. 
So this device could potentially save you thousands of dollars. And over the course of your lifetime with a car, tens of thousands of dollars. It's a fantastic device. We call it repairwithdave.com. Go check it out. It's fantastic. I've got mine. You need to get yours. Well, Paul, I, I, we're going to get you hooked up on this device, too. It's quite the deal. I heard it works for tractors, too. Do you have a tractor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you're a good old farm boy. I, I figure you had a tractor. And um, But this is quite the device. So anyway, Paul, when I asked you what we were going to talk about today, you said to me, Hunger Games. Okay, it's coming up on lunch here for me. Is that the kind of hunger you're talking about? Or are you talking about uh, poverty-stricken socialism? All, all of the above, man. This is this is just the opening salvo of this deal, Dave. This is going to continue and continue to grind down the American people and their psyche. If you remember Sun Tzu's Art of War, it's easier yes. to beat your... Huh? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. This is great. Yeah, I mean, Sun Tzu's Art of War, it's easier to defeat your enemy psychologically, and that way you don't waste as many shields and swords and bows and arrows and horses and men. And, uh, I mean, you've got three billion people on this planet locked down. All of India is locked down. We got locked down in Larimer County yesterday. Of course, our great communist uh, governor uh, decided to play a little uh, chess, and so he locked down Larimer County yesterday. What what did and, he do? Uh, what what are what are your restrictions? Shelter in place. What are the restrictions on what you can't do? Uh, well, it's kind of vague. I think it was as much psychological as everything because the uh, store that I work at, as soon as that announcement was made, filled up and stayed that way till close. And uh, but you can go to the grocery store, you can go to the uh, liquor store, you can go to uh, uh, your doctor if he's open. Uh, you can go to the pharmacy. You can't go in the pharmacy here. You have to call them, and they bring your prescription out to you with a guy in mask and gloves and everything like that. But um, this is this is the new world order at their absolute finest. Yes. You had you had um, Gordon Brown, the former Prime Minister of uh, England, called for a temporary global governance yesterday. I missed that. Say that again, Paul. Let's put that a banner on a banner head. So let me introduce it. Da, 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 da. Say that again. It's time for a temporary global government. And and who is this guy that I'd like to lock in a, cl a, a closed room with? Who, what's his name? Gordon Brown. He's former Prime Minister of the UK. Oh, that Gordon Brown. Yeah. Yeah. God, I actually consider becoming a, a playground bully. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, Gordon, let's start with you, okay? I'm the global governing body. Come here, Gordon. Bring your money with you. Um, interesting. So what did he mean by global governance? So that, was he specific? Well, they're, they're, they need it for the crisis, for the virus, Dave. They've got oh, a, the, right. the global leader are here to save humanity. Well, we've entered, I, I just talked to Alexander Daly about this. Uh, we, we've entered into feudalism. 
Um, the government controls your job, whether you can go to work, whether you can pay your bills. They control whether you can stay in your house, and your own initiative has very little to do with it. They control your food. They control your freedom, your right to travel, your recreation. They control everything. Now, listen, I was a I'll do what the government tells me for a while kind of guy while we get coronavirus under control. But what I saw the Democrats, what they put into the stimulus bill, you know, and I'm thinking, what will this do to our economy? What will this do long term to America? I don't know that we're coming back from this. We've entered feudalism. And I looked up in the sky today and I saw chemtrails yesterday in the grocery store. I saw GMOs and 5G Wi-Fi has been let loose and is lighting up our brains. Um, we're going through depopulation and we can't resist. I mean, they've closed the gun stores, but they want to keep the abortion clinics open. They let the prisoners out, Paul, but we're imprisoned in our own homes. Um, I, I just, I'm trying to make sense of all this. Part of me wonders out loud, would we be what better off just living our lives and, and practicing good hygiene because fewer people will die from the coronavirus than will die from the revolution that's going to follow this takeover? Well, they're they're gear, they're gearing us up for it. I mean, there's at some point. I mean, the president's trying to do what he can, even though he's still surrounded by the swamp. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and uh, and an, an interesting note. The uh, Dr. Fauci. Hmm. Guess guess who he's best buds with? Oh, I know. He wrote love letters to her. No, no, no. This is even better. Bill oh. Gates. No, oh, no. Say it ain't so. Oh my gosh! Listen, Glenn Beck broke the story. I want to give Beck credit. He broke the story that Falsey was writing basically love emails to Hillary during the campaign of 2016. He's a deep stater, deep stater. This explains why he disrespects the, the president in public. It's okay to disagree with a guy when you're a consultant. That's why you're brought in. But not in public. He's the commander-in-chief. And I've already called for the president to fire him for disrespect. But you're also saying not only is he aligned with Clinton, but he's also aligned with Bill Gates. L let me guess. Does the V word come to mind? Yes, it does. He's involved in a $100 million company that Gates runs for vaccines. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's a public servant taking tax dollars for salary, and he's going outside and using extreme bias to engage himself in a private enterprise that could end up it clouding his decision on what rules and restrictions he places on America? You you guessed her, Chester. Yeah, you mean I'm right there. I'm, I'm right. So in other words, yep. we have another conflict of interest story from a deep state official who's gone public. Yep. Ain't that something? Paul, I'm mad. <laughs> we all ought we, we all ought to be mad. I mean it, it, at some point the the American people are gonna have to push back and, and say you know, the real numbers. The the the, the, the regular flu's worth in this. The UK came out to uh, today, hello, Paul. You... Yes, sir. All right, let's let's continue. Uh, you were talking about the UK came on the record and said what? Well, it's you know the the the, the imperial uh, positions there in England were 
you know, quoting these outlandish numbers, half of the UK is going to be infected, 57% is going to be infected, and then, well, out today they came, well, you know, they may have overjumped the shark a little bit on this. It's not really that bad. So, bottom line is, is we're, we're probably never going to know real numbers on anything from anybody. This is, this, this is driving the, the buffalo over the cliff. And, yeah. I mean, we, we, live, we, we live in a nice little area here, very rural uh, ranchers and horse people and, and uh, just salt-of-the-earth kind of people, and uh, they're starting to go nuts. I, I mean, people are going nuts in the quarantine. There was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little girl in the UK committed suicide. She was trying to stay in the house and couldn't go outside. And I think we're going to see more suicides out of this. Um, the American people don't have the wherewithal for the vast majority of the country to mentally and, and psychologically and spiritually deal with this. I mean, the the the... The, the the spiritual backbone of this country has been eroded at least since the 60s. Our, our colleges have are turning out dribbling idiots, not all of them, but a vast majority of them we've seen with Antifa and all this other stuff over the last few years. But, uh, I mean, this, is a, this, this isn't going to go away. This is too good for them. You and I, yeah. it's easy fix for them, and now they've got a good one. Yeah, I've seen uh, post-secondary institutions become their own liberal self-validating science. No proof, you know, no validation, no verification, no double-blind studies for their crazy concepts. Just their word is good enough. Well, the you know, people, I talk to people, lots of people every day, and people, you know, they know the headline, and that's, you know, they, they don't read the first three or paragraphs of anything. They don't have any idea what's going on. I mean, they've got the, the, the this is the ultimate global psychological warfare platform if there's ever been one. Mm-hmm. When you can lock down all of it, wow. Well, they've locked down major countries and they've destroyed economies. Um, and they did it under the cover of virus. And they made the virus real enough that people wouldn't dare challenge it. Because, oh, you care about your money, you don't care about the public safety. And President Trump is trying to find a balance, but I'm going to, Paul, I'm going to give you what I look at here. I, I've taught body language before in undergrad sociology classes that I've taught. And what I see in the president's body language is someone who is withdrawn, somewhat disengaged uh, between body language and words spoken. There's not that congruency you'd like to see. He should be a little more emotional, enthusiastic about his programs, and he's not. The only thing that he has ever perked up about is when we're going to get out of this and how. Like when he talked about the anti-malaria drug, he perked up a little bit. When he talked the other day about perhaps getting some restrictions removed in various spots around the country as research warrants, 
by Easter, uh, I saw a little hope. But also, too, what I saw was his tone of voice um, because he was ending his uh, sentences and upbeats. He was almost asking permission to do what he's doing. And he's the commander-in-chief. Paul, has there been a coup? Is Pence and Trump under con someone's control now? I'm, I don't know if it's 100%, but I've thought about a, a high rate of control for, for some time right now. Yeah, I, I I see signs of it now, Paul. I truly do. And, and I got to tell you that um, in my humble opinion, this president's greatly compromised. And, and I'm not holding him accountable, but I'm just going to say this. If I'm fighting a big guy and he gets me on the ground to complete his task of killing me, I'm going to make him work at it. I'm not just going to lay there and take my beating. And, uh, I mean, I'd employ any tactic I could. Oh, that chair, that looks pretty good. Um, that butcher knife, I would do whatever I had to do to try to survive. And I'm not seeing that fight in this president. Are you? No, not at all. Because let me get your reaction to this. I would do two things right now, right now, this moment. I would arrest Gavin Newsom for applying for a trillion-dollar loan from the Bank of China. That's public knowledge. It violates the Logan Act, in which you, for a state and local official, you have to have permission of Congress and the president to do such a thing. He should arrest him immediately. Hold the trial in California. You know, hell, we're under martial law as it is now anyway. Let Nancy Pelosi have Pelosi's palsy in, in public and then just bring him down. Um, and so, that, that's, and by the way, he was warned. I know that Huckabee flew to Sacramento and delivered a message for the president. Uh, knock this crap off or you're going to prison. Okay, time to make good. Time to prosecute somebody of significance. The second thing I would do, Paul, is um, you, he could let loose the alt media. Oh my gosh, if we weren't censored, the damage we could do by exposing Democrats in the deep state would be incalculable. And the average person in the middle who knows nothing of what's going on would be calling for Nancy Pelosi's head. So the second thing I do was I would invoke Open Forum Law Section 230. And Open Forum says that you're not responsible for child pedophile posts, for example, on your site um, if you're an open forum. Just remove it and realize we can't control everything. But there's a provision that goes with it in Section 230 that says, if you are an open forum, you cannot practice limitations of freedom of speech. Uh-oh, that means all the social media would be in big trouble. And they'd either have to conform or answer for their naughty posts that go on their site and risk going to jail. I would do those two things. Paul, do you agree? And if you agreed, would there, is there anything else you'd do too? Well, we've talked about this since the guy got elected. He, he, he definitely, definitely should, should take over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of them. We've got, we've got tons and tons and tons in the military that, are, that do but computer work, uh, looking for uh, viruses and stuff, the computer systems and hacks and all this stuff. There's there's an army of these kids. I, I would arrest all of these guys on what you were just talking about, give them 48 hours. If not, military's coming in. 
I, I, I still, and, and I, <laughs> we're under, we're under the wrong, wrong kind of semi-martial law right now. He should have done this day one, Dave. You and I talked about this since the day after he got elected. Make America great again. That's anathema to these people. They want us dead. It's true. He should have cracked the whip. They should have put Marines around him, a walk of Marines around him, sequestered him somewhere secret, did his his uh, nightly uh, fireside chat, and got this country back. And I said, yeah, three years ago, or three years ago, if he doesn't do that, we're in deep kimchi, brother, and now here we are. Now, you, we've both said that on different occasions. I'm just repeating the old mantra, but we're at a point now where he could do this. Uh, and yes, there'd be an uproar. That's okay. I'm willing to live with it. I'd rather have massive civil unrest now than a full-blown revolution when we get taken over by the communists. I mean, Amen to that, brother. Because um, I'll tell you, the loss of life to both the virus and massive civil unrest will be a lot less collectively than you'll see if we have a revolution in this country. And Paul, I don't know how many guns have been purchased recently, okay? But I'll say this. We know there's over 400 million handguns in America, minimum. When Americans see every aspect of their life controlled and government fails meeting their needs that they have taken over, um, how long is it gonna be, Paul, until it's lock and load and my two best friends are Smith and Wesson. Well, God help us. I don't want that to happen, but, uh, I mean, we're, at, we're in no man's land, literally. That's what I'm saying. I mean, huh? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not calling for a revolution. I've never called for violence, not one time. The only time I would use violence is in self-defense. But is it self-defense if people can't feed their kids because the government's taken away your ability to make a living? Well, I'll tell you, gonna sit, even in the lily-white town of Fort Collins, Colorado, and this was four or five days ago, people are waiting out in parking lots for people to come out with their car goodies and trying to take it from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. One, one, fa one, fa one favorite tactic I was told about by someone who's a federal law enforcement agent told me is you're coming out and you're loading your groceries into your car, uh, a, a van full of people will drive up, jump out with guns, take your stuff, and drive off. Yeah. They're now having to... Paul, you need to reorient. You're breaking up. Oh, I'm not even, I'm not even moving. I got my phone laying in a cradle. Uh... The uh, military police out of uh, Warren Air Force Base up in Cheyenne is now having to uh, escort loads of food on I-80 because they're starting to stop the truckers. Yeah, I've heard that. You're about the third person in the last 24 hours that have told me that truckers are getting hit. So the violence is going to start right there. But, you, you know, some of these closures, and by the way, the Democrats got 25 of their 35 wish list uh, from the New Green Deal into the stimulus bill, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth no. it. First of all, they're giving Americans $1,200. Well, that'll last them two weeks. And you've given up your rights for two weeks. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's, like, that's like pouring a bucket on a forest fire. 
Yeah, we're on the Titanic and we're bailing out the water with a teaspoon. And yep. that's what they just did to us. Yet yeah, Nancy Pelosi, oh, we can keep the abortion clinics open, but we got to close your gun stores and your liquor stores. And that's happening all over the country. I had some ignoramuses write to me on uh, my YouTube channel when I was talking about this this morning. And they said, you've lost it, Hodges. You're insane. There's no gun stores that have been closed. What would you say to that? Uh, bovine feces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, heck, the mayor of Denver, he had to rescind it, but he tried to take away people's right to buy liquor. Yeah, that lasted, he came out with that at about, uh, I think it was about 2 o'clock Rocky Mountain time, and the the uh, backlash was so severe that he rescinded it by 5. <laughs> Oh my 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 my! But that that one that one liquor store closure that word completely eradicated my store. Yeah, but it, it, what's crazy is people will go ape bat poop crazy. I've got to watch my language family show, but they'll go crazy over that. They'll go crazy over toilet paper, but they've just had their right to earn a living ripped away. They've allowed the government the right to say, this is an essential business, and yours isn't. They're allowing the government to pick winners and losers. Yeah, over nothing. As we've already stated, the regular flu death is worse than this coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, we can debate the figures, and, and, and that's why I don't engage in debates on these, because we're dealing with disinformation, misinformation, and lack of knowledge. So I think that at the end of the day, Paul, um, I don't really want to debate the true numbers because I don't think anyone knows them. I don't but, either. But I've also seen this today. Fossey came out last night and he said, well, we got to be ready for the second wave that's going to hit next year. In other words, they want to keep us locked down to well past the election. Yep. Unacceptable. Absolutely. See, I'm just telling you, with what's coming in America, less people are going to die if we got all exposed to corona than, than going through what they're doing. People are not going to accept this Bolshevik takeover, which explains why, and I've got to find a way to transfer this, and I can't. I've got an email with a Twitter feed. I think it's Twitter. Um, and it has, uh, I would guess, a mile-long train, and it's interspersed in a checkerboard pattern of U.S. tanks, U.N. tanks, U.S. tanks, U.N. tanks. I've never seen that before, uh, where U.S. and U.N. were mixed together. But they're going to be on our soil before long. And who do you think the primary country that the U.N. will draw from for their so-called peacekeepers? China. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and Blue Helmet comes on my property. I'm going to treat them just like they're a rattlesnake. They are not well, here. Know. They're not here to help us, Paul. They're here to extinguish us. We've talked about the last three uh, defense ministers in China. The last one being Wei Fang, that have said they want to commit bioterrorism against America and genocide, and they want 300 million colonists to come here to take our resources. And we're the only country that's resource rich enough to support their massive population. When they say that stuff, I take them at their word. Don't you? Absolutely. There's no telling how many Chinese are here. I mean, last time I was in L.A., uh, 
my dad's uh, next oldest brother moved out to uh, Garden Grove in 62. We went out the first time in 63, and the place was heaven on earth. When you get to Garden Grove now, it says, Welcome to Little Saigon. <laughs> and, the, and, and, and the main corridor leading out there goes by, it's right close to Disneyland, and uh, but it's 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 nothing but Oriental poker party uh, parlors, and I mean it's just it's just rows after rows, nothing but Chinese and, and Asian businesses. You don't see anything but, and that was fifteen years ago. Hmm. Boy, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? You had uh, uh, a friend of John Moore had been down into Mexico, and this was four years ago. And they've got, this guy actually saw the bases down there. He's telling John, well, there's no troops down there, you know, but there's all the equipment and everything, and there's, you know, maintenance personnel there that are taking care of stuff. But uh, at that time, there were three bases down there, and that was four years ago. Wow. That's, what do you say to this? buckle up yeah let, let me just say this too I was talking to someone who we both know and I don't think he wants me to mention his name on this because it could compromise his source but he was down in the Baja of California and he saw tons of communist Chinese troops we had this discussion two days ago wow so the bases may have been empty four years ago they, they're not empty now I'll bet they're not and um, that, that's why I come back to, Paul, if you were the president, what would you do about the virus? What would your plan be? Well, I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't think it's a, an event that they're making, especially the media making and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm, it, it, I, I love Italy. I was over there in the Marine Corps, and it, it's, you know, kind of, it, it, it's sad to watch the amount of deaths over there, but they've got the help highest elderly population in the world everybody's on medications they're all their immune systems are compromised so and and same way in this country gmo foods uh although there 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 was a study out of france and i believe it was day before yesterday my website's been down for about three days we had some severe electronic problems here but they're all fixed websites back up but uh there, there was an institute in France that saw 40 different variations of this virus. Yeah, I've heard that. But it's not a bioweapon. He's, he's on John Moore's show every Wednesday, and his name escapes me right now. My, over the last 48 hours, my brains are cooked. But uh, he, he reminds me of your dad. I mean, the guy's brilliant. But uh, he said on John so publicly that it's his belief that they're respraying, re-adding this virus in the United States. To keep and it going. I don't doubt yeah. that. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, but let's assume just for the sake of argument, just thinking out loud, okay, people not saying this is the way it is. Don't freak out on me, okay? We know there's no such thing as a conspiracy theory because the CIA told us so in 1967 as they were covering up the Kennedy assassination. So, knowing there's no conspiracy theory, but let's just ask this question, Paul. Um, what would you do, you're the president, 
Okay. Tell me what you do right now about this coronavirus so-called crisis. Well, I'd tell them the truth. I'd give them the actual numbers of this over real flu, over how many car wreck deaths are in this country every year. Uh, I mean, there's, there's tons of numbers out there that are worse than this. Uh, tell them the truth. So what China, exactly China went? Back, tell 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 me what Paul, tell me what President Paul Martin would say. Pardon me. Tell me what President Paul Martin would say. I tell the American people the truth. I tell them this is a scam. This is a product out of, along with the compromised Chinese Democratic Party. It's provable. Get them. Nancy Pelosi's driver that she's had for 20 years, Chinese spy. There's tough things we could tell the American people, but tell them the truth. You guys need to go back to work, wash your hands, be as clean as you can. Let's get this country back on track, and let's do it now. Anybody that says anything from that. Yeah, Paul, you're breaking up again. Okay, let's. Oh. Maybe you can alter the cradle a little bit here. Yeah, that they, anybody that doubts what I'm saying and doesn't want America back to work, doesn't want America to prosper, are communists, and they want you dead. Get that in your head. Let's get this country back on track now. Okay, I agree. Um, well, you're going to meet with resistance, but President Trump has tried... He hasn't done a very good job of it, though. He's stuttered around the problem. He tried to give flu rates versus this. He tried to talk about the common cold, uh, but the message didn't come through clearly. He clearly was ill-prepared to, to, to go down that avenue, and he's not getting any help from his advisors. Um, this whole thing with Fauci being um, connected to Bill Gates speaks to vaccines, and when you say that John Moore had a guest on that says that they're dropping things from the sky to make this worse, to keep it going when it might burn out, would speak to let's create a lot of patients so we can infect them. Excuse me, did I have a Freudian slip? Inject them with um, vaccines. Um, you really think that's possible? Yes. Absolutely. I know it's John Moore, but that's kind of an outrageous claim. He's uh, he's a uh, the guy's got so many degrees. I can't, I just can't remember his name right now. I've listened to him a lot over the years, but uh, he's always been dead on one hundred percent accurate. But uh, yes, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't take much to to uh, reactivate this stuff. I mean, you could go along with an air air airizer. And just drive down through Manhattan, or drive through Denver, or drive through Dallas, or anywhere else you wanted to go. I don't like what I'm hearing. So we're going to take a real brief break here for a moment. And this is where I tell you, I'm Dave Hodges. You're listening to The Common Sense Show. We're interviewing Paul Martin. And we're brought to you by RepairWithDave.com. Don't get ripped off again by unscrupulous car repairmen or unscrupulous used car salesman. 
device plugs in and will tell you what's wrong with your car and what you can expect to pay and you never have to wonder if you're being fed a line of bull again. Go to repairwithdave.com to find out more about it. Well, we're back with Paul Martin. And uh, Paul, um, I had to take a step back there for a minute. Um, I had to put a break in anyway for the second segment. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, and I should mention too, we're also sponsored by Noble Gold. They'll reallocate your assets for your benefit. 877-646-5347. Okay, we've done the business. But Paul, I've kind of regathered myself, trying to get my sea legs back. I think I got knocked down, was down for a count of eight. I'm back on my feet, ready to fight. Okay, what the hell do we do? What What do the American people do? Well, all, all we can do now is, you know, take care of each other, take care of our own, and call the White House, email the White House, tell the president that he's trying to do the right thing. We understand you're probably under pressure, but let's get this country back on its feet. And one, if you email him or call the, the White House hotline, telling you we support him, let, let's get this thing going. We're all 100% behind you, and 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 give the guys give the guys some juice to go with. Mm-hmm. Well, I I would prefer a more direct approach. Now you have to remember, I had eight years of practice in fighting John McCain and his banker minions. And I, and I found actually, when you legally harass them, keyword legal, um, you get you get them to pay attention and address you. So, for example, if I were in Champaign, Illinois, and I had that crazy mayor, that Finan woman, that said that she could take your liquor, your guns, your house, kick you off your property if she saw fit to do it, I think that what people ought to do is gather at the uh, city building. And when the good mayor comes out, you all follow her home. And then you protest outside her home 24-7. Don't give her a moment's peace. Um, let's let them feel the bounce back of what they're doing to us. Let's bring that joy to them. And I think the mayor of Denver has deserved that. And I think we should have a beer party in front of his house. Since he tried to outlaw liquor. Okay. Um, and I think in open carry states... You go and the people that have closed the gun stores, well, you know where I'm going with that. And again, we're not calling for violence. We're calling for, hey, we're not going away and we're going to make you go through as much as we're going through. What do you think, Paul? Well, but, but, but Dave, then you'd have to get out of your house. Yeah, but there's nothing in most of these communities other than California that says you can't leave your house. You could leave your house in Larimer County, right? Yeah, this is one of those vague psychological warfare platforms to to see if the if, if they can get the gerbils back in their cage with the door still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. So what's the answer? Well, people are, you know, and I really like what you're talking about, and that might come, but there there's going to have to be some more pain inflicted as long as they've got some. You know, saltines and peanut butter and a, and a, you know, a 24 can of Bud Light, they're okay. Okay, well, before people say, oh, that Hodges guy, he's crazy, lock him up before he does something stupid. Let me tell you something. In uh, the colonies, 
when the uh, the Crown instituted the Stamp Act, uh, the people that came to collect it, they got tarred and feathered and run out of town. Those yep. were those were our founding fathers. So excuse me, I'm being much more moderate here. I'm not calling for the laying of hands on anybody. I'm just saying let's let them feel the heat of our anger and and don't give them a moment's peace. It's kind of like a boxer, you know, guys trying to run from you and get in the corner and then move from there. You got to lean on the guy, push him up against the ropes. Well, we need to put these Democratic officials who are doing this crap to us on the ropes and make them feel the consequences of their own actions. And I'm speaking metaphorically, of course. But um, at some point in time, Paul, if we're going to follow the model of our founding fathers, there's a time for a Boston Tea Party. And we can decide what that would entail at a later time if our initial protests don't make hay. Um, but we can't take this laying down. Um, I, I went on the record, and you know I said this. I was willing to go along with these uh, suggested social distance ideas until such time as it looked like the, the virus threat was mostly abated or we could see they were just making the whole thing up and greatly exaggerating the threat. Okay, that being the case, now what I'm seeing is they've turned this into a political event. And the Democrats were playing politics with the stimulus bill. Okay, that ended it for me. Right now, because the Republicans gave in and passed those 25 um, New Green Deal proposals, uh, I'm... Right here, Paul, telling you, I'm not in cooperation with this anymore. Um, I'm still going to maintain, you know, intelligent, you know, social behavior. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to follow their rules anymore. I'm not going to go along with increased restrictions because they're playing politics. And if this was serious, we'd be taking it serious and we wouldn't be playing political games. Do you agree? Totally. And we're going to reach a time after we organize and go after these people and let them know and feel the wrath of our anger, there's going to come a time where we're going to have to have a Boston Tea Party. And there probably will be a Boston Massacre in response. See, I know my history. And history repeats, or as Mark Twain said, it doesn't repeat, but it sure as hell rhymes. And it does rhyme. And I'm just telling you right now, Paul, there's going to be, I may be the first one out there, and that's kind of a dangerous place to be, but I will tell you, I am not cooperating with these democratic regulations and restrictions anymore. Um, let me give you an example of what happened yesterday, a uh, place where my son works out. He, um, he told me that he talked to the owner and that um, he closed his place of business like the city of Phoenix ordered, this democratic mayor. And um, he went in and the doors were locked, wasn't open for business, and he was doing deep cleaning of his facility. Uh, excuse me, that's responsible. That, that's actually to be praised. Well, a first set of cops from the Phoenix Police Department came and he explained what he was doing. He says, no, I'm not open for business. No one will be here working out. And he said, uh, I'm just trying to be responsible. So when we do reopen, um, that there's no carryover from the virus. Very responsible answer. The cop said, okay, we get that. Thank you very much. We just had a report you were in here and we thought the business was open in violation of the executive order of the mayor of Phoenix. Well, another set of cops came in a couple hours later and they threatened him to go to jail if he didn't leave. His own place, his own place of business that wasn't even open. 
See, that's the tyranny wow. we need to... St Can you believe that, Paul? This is a true story. I'd have, I'd have that first list of officers' names written down so I could say, well, there, I've got five officers, and I'm doing good. And the yeah. other thing is, too, is I'd be calling the Common Sense Show and telling me who the second group of officers were, and we'd start hounding them. Yep. By the way, the mayor of Phoenix, typical Democrat, real piece of work, doesn't respect the Constitution... Uh, she even backstabs her own city council, which is primarily Democratic. They don't like her, but she's a classic Democrat. There are no rules I have to respect. The Constitution, what's that? It's an outdated piece of GD paper, as George W. Bush once said. But, Paul, I'm tired of acquiescing to tyranny. And, and, and what people don't understand is they've lost their economy. They're going to lose their house. They've lost their ability to maintain food, and they have to depend on a tyrannical government that's out of control now, not obeying the Constitution, to, for their food. Do you trust this government to feed you, Paul? Absolutely not. <laughs> Hasn't food been used historically by Stalin, Hitler, and Mao to control the population? Well, it, it's just like going to the little local store here in Wellington. You know, people are just glad that there's something in there and i even fell into the trap i went in the other day because i hadn't had any potatoes and they had some potatoes and i went oh my god we've got potatoes and i i stopped for a second and i said oh my god this is this is the soviet union in the 50s it is you know, it is it is well i'm sorry mr martin you cannot stay on your farm but we have a nice 600 square foot apartment for you and your wife soviet union they might, they might be getting ready to have a little opposition to that one. Paul, how many times have we seen this scenario play out in history? Hegelian dialectic. Problem, Absolutely. reaction, solution. Am I right about this? 100%. And if, if uh, Trump could lose this election because the economy is going into shambles, he could lose. We need to face that. And uh, if the Democrats take over... Paul, have you thought about the fact we're already under a form of martial law with the Democrat Bolshevik communists coming into power? Yep. This yeah, is a you pretty... Know, they'll they'll I mean, have, have some strongholds, but there's a, there, there is just so many portions of this country that are fiercely independent that uh, they, don't, they don't have enough people to reinforce it. Yeah, well, people are going to come to their own realization in their own time by their own set of facts that they recognize. Um, and I'm kind of early to the party of saying we're being duped. And I'm not saying the coronavirus isn't serious and you can't get sick and die from it, but I'm tired of the media frenzy. You know, I'm tired of the overhype. I'm tired of the 24 seven coverage like there's nothing else going on in the world. Like the fact that Maduro has been indicted in the United States for drug trafficking. Did you see that? Yes, sir. And uh, that's not even being reported in the mainstream media as far as I've seen. And uh, there's so much else going on, but yet they have us whipped up in a state of frenzy, so we'll obey and be good little citizens. Uh, and, or should I say good little serfs? Because that's what we're under right now. We're in the feudal society, where the lord of the manor controls all your resources. And, and there's no guarantee you're going to get it back. And that's the thing that people don't know. And I was willing to do this. I was willing to be the good little serf for a while. But my tipping point was this, Paul. When they came back in that damn stimulus package, 
and they put all this non-essential stuff in there that had nothing to do with the coronavirus or people's economic welfare, that's when I said, I'm no longer going to take this seriously. I'm not going to believe the seriousness of the threat because they're not. They tell us we can't go into places with more than 10 people, okay? But yet Congress convenes to vote and they're six inches apart from each other. Can you explain the logic of that to me? Uh, no. Well, it, 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 you know, it's like George Carlin said, there's a club and we ain't in it. Yeah, no kidding. So if a real catastrophe came and they have continuity of government, they're certainly going to take as many of us into the underground shelters as possible, aren't they? Yep. They are. They'll take care of me. Maybe I should shut up and just be a good little minion. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, wanting to keep baby-murdering abortion clinics open while she closes your liquor store and gun store. Like nitrates and alcohol have anything to do with corona. Can you believe it? Oh, God. Never let a good problem go to waste, Dave. Yeah, 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 there you go. I, I quoted him today when I wrote an article. Eric Holder, the author of Fast and Furious, Sending Guns to the Cartels. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, they aren't. Do you understand three years of Trump improvement, record unemployment, record wage gains for blacks, Latinos, and women, and all that's been wiped out in less than three weeks? Is anyone even well, post posturing the, the economy in these words? Well, which, which tells me, I mean, this is this is as much a military operation as anything. With yeah. the with the the Democrats tied up with the Chicoms, tied up with the cartels, tied up with everybody else, and well, it was so convenient. I mean, here, RussiaGate didn't nothing, nothing, nothing they threw it at Trump. The Democratic Party was finished. They had all of a sudden they're down to two candidates: a dementia patient and a communist. They knew, they knew they're trying to get Bernie out because they knew that that would be a death knell which was for the Democratic Party. They're dead anyway. And then all they've got is a dementia patient. Uh-oh, we're in trouble now, and all of a sudden we get a virus. Mm -hmm. This was well planned, my friend. There's no conspiracies, Paul. Now stop that now. Because the CIA told us there's no conspiracies. Well, the CIA is a conspiracy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to leave it here. We're on the edge of civil disobedience. And the Common Sense Show is acknowledging this. I will maintain good social distance. I'll practice the common sense things. But I know my government cares not for me, or they wouldn't have polluted the stimulus bill with the nonsense they did at our expense. So a lot of your $1,200 just went right back into that. Paul, my friend, we are out of time. Just want to mention again, hey, folks, don't get ripped off by car repairmen. Go to repairwithdave.com. And we've been visiting with Paul Martin of Revolution Radio, newly installed Revolution Radio, back up to speed. Glad to see it. And, uh, Paul, my friend, we will see you back here again next time. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Everybody else, we'll see you in the next broadcast.